All right, praise God. Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Father, I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for your spirit. I ask, Father, that you would minister your word today to your church. Father, Lord, that you, your people would see, Father, Lord, that you value them, that they have value, Lord, in their life. Father, I come against every hindering spirit that would try to steal words, that would try to come against your word, Father, and I just loose the anointing power of your Holy Spirit in this place, that, Father, you would have your way today, and you'd be given the praise, the honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So my thought this morning for you guys is um, your search reveals what you value. See, we pursue a lot of things in the world. We pursue things that value, that we have, um, have value to us, that we go after. We'll, we'll go after things that we value. Um, we'll search for relationships. We'll search for jobs, uh, for careers, for personal wants and desires. Uh, people will work overtime. They'll make sacrifices to, uh, to get that dream vacation, to get that car, or that house they want. People will pursue their personal obsessions, their hobbies, sports, uh, their fitness programs, and, and people will search for and they'll value the pleasures of the flesh over a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, I can't tell you how many times people will uh, pull away from God and they'll, they'll go after a worldly relationship other than searching out a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They'd rather uh, go and search the fulfillment of the flesh instead of uh, having a fulfillment in the spirit. See, because we value the, the pleasures of the flesh more than we value having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, church, your search and your pursuit will tell you what you value in your life. Is Christ a priority in your life this morning? Do you value the things of Christ? Is, do you have a relationship with Christ that you value that's a high priority in your life? Is Christ number one on your priority list, or is he down like number 20 on the list? See, Christ, you can't put Christ around your priorities. Christ has to be the priority in your life. He has to be sinner in your life. He has to be number one before your family, before your career, before your hobbies, guys, and before your ministry. Christ has to be the number one priority in your life. And when Christ is a priority in your life, it will show your spiritual, uh, it will show through your spiritual priorities in your life. And see, there's people that live out of their passions and not out of their priorities. And see, people will always find a way to fulfill their passions. See, if you're passionate about going to gym, even if you're tired, you'll find a way to get to the gym. If you're passionate about spending time with your family, you'll do what it takes to spend time with your family. If you're passionate about uh, playing golf or, or going shopping, guess what? You'll find a way to play golf or go shopping. See, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to do the things that we're passionate about in our life. And the problem is the things that we are we're passionate about, sometimes we put them in the wrong priorities in our life. For example, the wife that comes home and she wants to spend time with her husband and he doesn't have time to spend with her and the kids and he goes and he plays golf with his, his buddy. She's mad at him because he can't find time to be with her and her kids, but he can find time to be with his buddies and play golf. And see, there's nothing wrong with going and, and playing golf. There's nothing wrong with hanging out with your buddies. And there's nothing definitely wrong with being with your family. The problem is we live out of our passions and not our priorities. And see, people always find time to fulfill their passions. And so you have to reevaluate your priorities in life and you have to live by them. See, the husband would tell you that uh, he doesn't love his, his golf or his buddies more than he does his wife and his kids, but the problem is that his life doesn't show it. And there's people here today that would tell you they love God more than the things of the world, but the problem is their life doesn't show it. See, people will give you excuses after excuses why they can't come to church and why they can't get involved in ministry, but they'll always find a way to fulfill their passions. 
And see, the problem is, guys, that we live out of our passions and not our priority. Is Jesus Christ, is he a priority in your life today? Do you really have passion for him and a relationship with him? If you do, you'll put him first in your life. He'll be the priority in your life. You have to put Christ first in your life. And if he's not first in your life, guys, then your priorities are out of whack. See, if Christ is a priority in your life, it will show in your day-to-day life, in your daily walk with him. See, if you truly walk before the Lord with passion and conviction, your, your priorities will reflect it. See, in other words, our spiritual life, as our spiritual life goes, there goes our physical life too. See, when Jesus Christ is really valued in your life and in your daily walk, then your priorities will show that in your relationship with him. See, you, you'll, you'll make time to pray. You'll make time to read God's word. You'll make time to go to prayer meetings. You'll make time for the things of the spirit because that's a priority in your life and you're passionate about it. See, church, if you're here today and maybe your spiritual life is falling apart, maybe you feel disconnected, maybe it's because you're neglecting your spiritual life. You're neglecting your relationship with Christ. You're putting other things as a priority in your life. And maybe you've been pursuing and and placing more value on the things of the world than you are your relationship with the Lord. And see, you can't live on the outside what's not going on on the inside of your life. See, this is not a make it till you fake it program. You can't fake this. You have to be real with yourself and you have to be real with Christ. Do you really value Christ today? Do you really value what he did for you on the cross? Are you here today at church, guys, because you have a a passion for the Lord Jesus Christ because he's a priority in your life? Are you here this morning out of an obligation or maybe out of guilt or it's just a tradition? It's just another one of those things to do during the week to mark off your priority list. See, guys, are you hungry for God this morning? Are you willing to search after him, go after him with all that you have? See, in 1994, an Air Force captain by the name of uh, 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 Scott Grady was shot down in Bosnia. His F-16 was shot down by a a surface-to-air missile. And so he escaped. He he parachuted down and he hid in in brush and ground cover for the first five hours. He laid face down as the Serb soldiers went by and they shot random shots in the ground trying to see if they could hit him. And so for the next week, he, uh, he moved around only at night eating bugs and drinking water from a sponge from a survival kit. And so his transmitter batteries were running low, so he decided that he would go ahead and give it another shot, hoping someone would, would hear it. And sure enough, the U.S. heard it, and so they sent a search team out and a rescue team out for him. And four Marines from a U.S. carrier um, 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 got him. In other words, he, uh, yeah, got him. So let me go on here real quick. So the weaponry that was involved in this, check this out, to get this captain home, to, uh, to get him back to the U.S., uh, was cost, it totaled almost nearly uh, $1 billion to bring this captain home. The machinery that was used was 40 aircrafts uh, and hel- helicopters, two C uh, stallion helicopters, two C Harrier jets, an F-18 fighter bomber from the U.S. Theodore Roosevelt. Um, they had fi- uh, F-15s to fly cover for ground attacks, and they had spy planes, and they had satellites positioned to, uh, to coordinate this rescue of this guy. And all this, guys, tells me that the military was serious about bringing this guy home, and they did whatever they could do to go and get him. And so what, what that tells me, guys, is our search reveals our values. Yeah, amen. What you search for reveals what you value in your life, guys. When you lose something, if you don't go make a search for it, it tells me that it doesn't have any value in your life. See, the, the intensity and the desperation of the search will tell you how much you value that which was lost. And see, do you have value in your life today for a relationship with Jesus Christ that you're willing to search for it? 
Do you value the commission of Christ to go out and reach people and, 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 and introduce them to Jesus Christ? Us as a church, do we, do we have compassion? Do we have a, a conviction as a church to go outside these walls and reach people that are lost, that they can know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? So you don't tell me that you love Christ, guys, if you can't go out of your way to love people. See, someone said a conviction is something that, that you have. A conviction is something that has you. And see, do you have conviction today to pursue a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? To know Him, to want to go deeper in your relationship with Him. To take hold of that which Christ took hold of you for. A relationship, a personal relationship. See, you'll never be a great man or woman of God until you value a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what God does in you determines what God does around you. If you want to uh, um, have power with God, if you want to be a, a great worship team, if you want to be a, a great minister, if you want to have a, a great church, guys, you must value seeking after and going after a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. See, you'll never see great spiritual events happening through your life until you can see God do some great spiritual things within your life. See, what God does around you will determine what God does in you. See, church, what I'm trying to get across to you, uh, there's things that have to change on the outwardly, on the inwardly before they can change on the outwardly, what I'm trying to say. You have to go after God. You have to seek after God. You have to desire a personal relationship with him that you hunger for him. And then you'll see things, uh, when you, things change on the inside, you'll see things change around you in the circumstances of your life. See, Christ has to be valued. He has to be a priority. He has to have the authority in your life. What are you searching for today in the church? What are you pursuing? What are you going after? See, the lady with an issue of blood in Matthew, uh, or in, I think it's Mark 5, 27 in the Living Bible, says this in uh, verse 27. It says, she heard about the wonderful miracles that Jesus did, and, that, uh, and that's why she came up from behind him and touched the, uh, the cloak of his garment. See, she wanted to get a healing. She heard about these things that Jesus was doing. She was willing to search after Jesus to get a healing. She valued a healing so much that she was willing to go and search after Christ and, and push through the crowd and, and, and touch his garment to get her healing, guys. Are there things in your life today that you're willing to push through the crowd to search out Jesus to get what you have need of, to pursue him through the opposition around you? Are you willing to push through the difficulties in your life to get to Jesus? Matthew 13 and 45 says this, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And on finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. See, church, the kingdom of God is like a merchant. Christ is like a merchant. He came searching for the pearl of great value. And that pearl of great value is you and in me. And when he found it, he went and gave all that he had. He went and shed his blood. He died on a cross that he could purchase your redemption, that he could purchase my redemption, that me and you could be in relationship with him, that you don't have to live in sin no more. See, what are you willing to let go of today to have a deeper relationship with the Lord? What are you willing to give for Christ? See, our search determines uh, what we value. See, church, you have to value God and his son and, and that, that rescue mission. God valued people so much that he sent his son on a search and rescue mission. That's what I'm trying to say. The Lord Jesus Christ went all the way to the cross for you and me that we could have redemption today. See, the search reveals what we value. Jesus came to save man. He came uh, that man could be uh, saved. He came to the broken. He came to the hurting, those that were lost, guys, because he values people. He values a relationship with you and me. He places value on you. See, Christ was not only um, 
Christ was not willing just to go search for you. He was willing to go to the cross and die for you this morning. Praise the Lord. Isaiah says this in 53. He says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you were healed. Christ was willing to go endure the cross to be in relationship with you because he has, you, you have value. He saw value in your life, guys. And even when you don't think, uh, when you don't love yourself and you don't think you're worth anything, Christ sees that you have value and you are worth something to Christ. God still sees value in your life. He sent his son to die for you. See, the search reveals what we value. See, what are you putting your value in today? What are you searching for today? What are the things that you're placing value on in your life? Are you just searching for things that are temporary that will uh, just give you pleasure for the moment? Uh, are you searching for that quick fix relationship that, you know, that, um, that will just get you through the moment? Praise the Lord. Or do you want something more, something that will last in your life? Do you want something to bring value to your life, that add to your life, that won't take away from your life, guys? What are you searching for today? What are you, what are you putting value on? See, people will settle for goosebumps, just a little bit of the spirit, but they won't put no effort into going out after and seeking out the full power of the Holy Spirit in their life, that full relationship with the Lord. See, your search reveals what's valuable to you. I got into um, backpacking a couple of years ago, and there was this backpack that I wanted, and it was a lot of money, and so I wasn't willing to pay for it, so I went around searching for it, and I went to all these different websites, these stores, and, and I, was just, I fell in love with this backpack, so it was about a month that I was searching for this backpack on eBay, on Amazon, all these different sites, so this one day I found this one site, and I found this backpack for like a hundred and something dollars with shipping cheaper than I could get it for here in the United States, so I got it from Germany, it came from Germany all the way here in the United States, and see, it had value to me. And see, my search revealed the value for that backpack. See, what you search for, guys, will reveal the value. See, the sheriff's department has a search and rescue team. And they go out and they search for lost people, people that get stuck on a cliff, people that get uh, stuck in a, in a storm, you know, and, and get trapped in things. And God has a search and rescue team. It's called the church. We're the search and rescue team for the, for the lost, guys, for our community. When people are outside these walls, that's right. We're to go outside these walls and reach out to those people that are lost in their sins and their addictions. That's hanging on the cliff of that addiction that the enemy's telling them there's no way out. The only way out is to jump off and just end it all. That person that's caught in the storms of life that thinks there's, there's no lifeline, that there's no hope. We're the hope. We're the rescue team for the Lord Jesus Christ, guys. John 3.18 says this, Let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. See, the church, if we really love people, we're going to show people. We're just not going to talk about it. We're going to reach out to people. Our deeds will prove what we're saying. See, we'll search out the lost. Our search reveals what we value. If we really value people, if we really value lost people as a church, then we're going to get involved in the search and rescue team. We're going to get involved and want to go out and touch people's lives. See, the search and rescue team of the church here, guys, it's not a spectator sport. There's something for everybody to get involved here in the church, from making flyers to, to going out in the streets and handing out those flyers, from, from making bags for the homeless for their food and, and handing out those bags for our clothes closet and, and working in the nursery and, and the programs we have. That's all part of our church's search and rescue team. See, the search reveals what you value. Jesus says this in Luke 15 and 4. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after the one which was lost until he finds it? 
And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors and saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. And I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 persons who need no repentance. See, church, the shepherd values his sheep. Jesus was willing to leave the found thing to go after the lost thing. And you and me as a church, we got to be willing to leave the found thing to go outside these walls to the lost thing. we got to be willing to leave our comfort zone. And that's hard for people because we get caught up in our, our Christian bubble. We get caught up in our, in our Christian relationships and our friends. And it's, it's hard to leave that and go outside into the parks. It's hard to leave that and go outside and witness the people. But God's calling us to leave that which is found, our comfort zone, the comfort of the church, and go outside these walls where people are dying and going to hell every day and they need to hear the message of hope that we have. See, Jesus gives another parable here in Luke. He says, what woman having a, uh, 10 silver coins, if she lost one, does not light the lamps and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she's found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I lost. And likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And church, what Jesus is telling us is our search reveals what we value. See, one sheep was worth leaving the 99. The one coin out of the 10 was worth lighting all the lamps and sweeping the house until she found it because it has value. See, Jesus Christ, he didn't come to search out those were found. He came to search out the lost. He came to search out those that were lost, that were broken, that were forgotten. He came to bring redemption to mankind. Jesus showed us his, his, how he valued us by going to the cross and dying for us. And see, God's spirit today is still going through land, tugging at man's heart, letting, uh, trying to draw them to repentance, back to relationship with Christ. See, church, you are valued today. And, and the lost outside the church is valued today. And it's our responsibility as a church is to pray for them and to go outside these walls and let them know Christ loves them and he's got a plan and purpose for their life. See, no matter what state or condition they're in, uh, uh, the lost is in. God loves them and he values them. Christ, he died for them. And he has a plan for their life. Their life matters. It reminds me, I've used this one time, of this $20 bill here. It's, it's pretty beat up. It's kind of tore up. But it has value. It's worth $20. And it's nothing because of what it did. It's because of a higher power placed the value, the U.S. government, of $20 upon this, upon this bill. So it's worth $20. So I can crinkle this $20 up and I can throw it in the ground. I can throw it in the gutter. I can step on it. I can pour oil on it. I can, I can leave it out in the street, out in the sun for years till it's almost faded. I can rip it. It can go to every bar. It can go to every uh, nightclub, every strip joint, every porn shop, every liquor store. Guess what? It's still worth $20. Because that's the value that's been placed upon it. 
And church, you may be here today and gone through some things in your life. And maybe you think you're not worth anything. But let me tell you something. You are worth something because Jesus Christ died on a cross for you. He shed his blood for you. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. You have a, a plan. God has a plan for your life. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus loves you and you are valued today. No matter about your past. You're worth something. And so you may be here today, and you may never accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may think this is a joke. And you may go to your grave one day, never accepting Christ. But you'll go to your grave still being valued, still being worth something. Because Christ died for you. And see, church, there's tons of people outside this wall, in the parks, in the city, that their life's been beat up, it's been torn, it's been shattered, sleeping around the, in, in gutters and ditches, and, and they don't know that they're worth something. They don't know that their value, that value's been placed upon them. And it's our job to reach down in the gutter. It's our job as a church to go out and let them know, hey, your life may be shattered, your life may be torn up, but you're valuable. You have value in God today. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, you have value today. See, the, world, the, the things that the world puts value on is not the things that God places value on. See, the world places value on looks and appearances, the outside of a person. And see, you can look like a million dollars on the outside but still be spiritually poor. See, Samuel goes to anoint a new king of Israel, and, and David's father had him out in the field washing the sheep. Because he, he wasn't strong in appearance like his brothers. See, church, God don't need your strength. He just needs your heart. Amen. See, 1 Samuel 6 and 7 says this, The Lord does not look on the things like man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. See, God values what's in your heart. See, you can try to fool people with your looks and your actions, but God sees what's in your heart. See, the world doesn't even value human life anymore. I was reading this week where between 1973 and 2016, there's been 56 to 60 million abortions in the United States. There's nine other countries that have a higher abortion rate than we do. People don't even value human life no more. Jesus Christ values your life. He values human life today. He gave his life as a ransom for you and for me that we could be in relationship with him. What are you searching for today, church? What are you passionate about? What are, are you searching for God? Do you, uh, do you have, what are your values in today? The worship team wants to come back on up. Are you searching for anything, God, this morning? Are you searching for a deeper relationship in the Lord? A deeper understanding, a deeper walk? Are, are you searching for more of his spirit this morning? Are you searching for his plan, his purpose that he has for your life? Are you a, are you a part of his, his uh, search and rescue team that you're going after his lost kids, that, that you want to be a part of that rescue? Are you just searching for and valuing and pursuing the things of your flesh, things that's only going to last temporary? What are you valuing, valuing today, church? What are you placing value on? See, our search reveals what we value. And see, there was a fireman... 
in New York. He was a fire chief, and he had a son. And his son grew up watching his dad, you know, fight fires and drive those trucks, and, uh, and that was cool. And I'm sure that he even hung out at the firehouse and maybe got to slide down that pole and all that. Well, his son grows up, and he follows in his dad's footsteps, and he becomes a firefighter. Well, 9-11 happens. And I can't imagine what was going through that father's heart when he was there watching TV as those towers fell down, knowing that his son was probably one of the first ones there on the scene, and his son was. His son and his whole firehouse was wiped out, and so was many other firehouses. And so then the search rescue began. And so the father would go down to the site to check to see if they'd found his son and didn't find him. So he continually do this after for days and days. Did you find my son? And he didn't, they didn't find him. So weeks went by and months went by. Up to almost, I think it was up to seven months before the old chief gets a, a phone call, we found your son. So the chief goes down to the site and he walks out on the site and there's a line of firemen. And at the end of the line of the firemen, there's a gurney on the ground with an American flag stretched over it. And as the, the fire chief goes up and he kneels down by his son, he grabs a hold to the side, and you could hear the fire chief saying, we found you, son. We found you. See, because he had value. He had value. He was willing to search for him. And as he he's grabbed the side of the gurney, and the other firemen grabbed the side of the, journey, of the gurney, and they begin to walk down the line of the, of, the, of the firemen there, you could hear the old chief saying, I got you, son. I got you, son. And I'm here to tell you today, church, you may be going through some things. You may feel like the enemy is just crushing you with pressures in life. That maybe you have no value, that you have no purpose. But the Lord Jesus Christ is here this morning, and he's saying, I got you, son. I got you, daughter. I got you. Because he desires a relationship with you. Because he died for you. You have value no matter what you've done. No matter where you've been. No matter what people have told you. You have value in Christ. And he loves you and he desires to be in relationship with you this morning. Maybe you're here today and your priorities have been way away from God. They've been on other things in your life. The Lord is saying, come back to me. Come back to me. I love you. And I desire to be with you. I have a plan, a purpose, a hope for your life. You can't even see it, you can comprehend it yet. But if you'll just come back to me, I'll do mighty things in your life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning, guys, maybe you walked away from God. Maybe there's been things in your life that's been more of a priority than Christ. I want to give you the opportunity to come back to Christ. To come back to him. Because he loves you. And he sees your life and you're valuable to him. You're, you're that pearl of great value. And if you don't know Christ this morning, if you'd raise your hand, I'd like to pray with you. That Christ, that you'd receive Christ in your heart. If you know Christ this morning, guys, I just want to invite you up. I'm going to have the prayer team come up for prayer. If you just want to come up for prayer, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit is just going to wrap his arms around you and just love on you and let you know how much that you are valued, how much he cares for you. And if you're here and you just have need prayer in your body, we want to pray for you this morning. God loves you. Don't be afraid to step out. Make the step. Make the step of faith. Trust God.
praise your name.